Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. This week I got really, really absorbed in a project, surprising project. It was a project to create a photo book of all of the photos I had of different family graves. Two great-grandfathers, all four of my grandparents, my own father, and then adding in some graves of ancestors and important figures in Jewish history, like the Maharal of Prague, whose grave I saw in the old Jewish cemetery in Prague, and my teacher, Reb Zalman Shachter Shalomi. And I got so, so caught up in the mechanics of creating these photo books for my family. And then I suddenly realized that this week, the Parsha, the Torah portion, as we come to the very end of the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, is Vayechi. And Vayechi has within it life, but is the story really of Jacob's death. And both Jacob and his beloved son Joseph die in this week's parsha. And it's called Vayechi. And he lived, and Jacob lived, but really it's about his death. And so there's this extraordinary connection between life and death that is at the heart of this parsha and Mazotov, this is the two-year mark of a dash of drush because i started two years ago with this parsha vayachi i started the podcast with the very end of the book of genesis and now i'm completing another year cycle and so i'm reflecting on this idea as I see the images still of all of those graves, and I saw many graves in my recent trips, um, some of them in awful places, of course, as I've spoken about, you know, seeing the, the ash pits in Auschwitz and seeing the the cemetery, the Jewish cemetery in Theresienstadt, and, and then seeing the old cemeteries in Krakow and Prague and the cemetery outside the Warsaw Ghetto and the cemetery in in Berlin and seeing these these places and even the 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 cemetery in Oswinsin which is the the town that is the Polish name for Auschwitz the old Jewish cemetery that's in that town where there are still a lot of graves of Jews who died before the Holocaust and even one I believe just one of someone who died after the Holocaust Shimshon the last Jew was Vincin, who survived Auschwitz and then insisted in staying in the town, unbelievably, and refused to leave, even though his other surviving family members wanted him to go to America, he wanted to stay in that town. And his grave, Shimshon Krieger, is, is there in Auschwitz, and I saw it. But there's something about all of this, all of this death, and I want to focus on on life, because the Pasha is called Vayechi. So there's something about the life that comes out of death. And interestingly, there are, there are many different Hebrew names, well, not many, but a few different Hebrew names for a cemetery. The most common being uh, Beit Olamim, a house of eternity. But one of the names of a cemetery is a Beit Chaim. 
the house of life, the house of life, Beit Chaim, which is very parallel to the idea that Vayechi talks about life but is really about death. And it's about Jacob's death, as I said, but there's another parsha earlier on in this same book of Torah, which also has the the, the root of Chaim, of life in it, and is also about, opens with a death, and that is Chaye Sarah. Sarah was Jacob's grandmother. Abraham's wife Sarah was Jacob's grandmother, and the parsha called Chaye Sarah, which means the life or even the lives of Sarah, begins with her death. And so there's this ancestral connection in this case between a grandmother and a grandson and I in creating a photo book of my own ancestors including my two grandmothers graves as well as two great-grandfathers graves and in a sense I knew my four grandparents I certainly didn't know my great-grandparents but there's something that I'm I thinking um, consciously or maybe somewhat unconsciously in creating a book that marks the final resting places of these people I'm actually thinking about the ways in which they continue to live and in the same way in 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 marking important teachers and in in seeing these these burial sites of Jews who have died throughout history in sometimes unspeakably evil and horrific ways but just thinking n- not about their horrific deaths but about about the courageous lives that they lived and about the legacies that continue and so what is that how does life come out of death i'm not talking about life after death that's a whole nother subject which uh, maybe will be a future podcast Jewish ideas of life after death, not talking about any kind of Jewish views of the afterlife, but more about how there is a, a life that is sustained after a death, whether it's through memory, through legacy, through inheritance. And I feel so um, grateful that I've been able to see some of the graves that I've seen and that I can somehow whether imagined or real, connect to the legacies of those of those people. You know, my my great grandfather, who's buried in London, but who who was born um, in Lithuania in a in a small town called Butramonis, uh, about two hours outside of uh, Vilnius, and left as a young man and moved to London and became quite quite prosperous and successful as a, he was a shoemaker, but. I know a little about his legacy and some of the stories about him even though he died relatively young and even my my mother whose grandfather he he was didn't didn't know him he died um, quite a few years before she was born but there's something about his legacy that remains through the stories and it actually says on his gravestone um, in Hebrew it tells part of his life story which is his death story he died on the first day of Pesach in 1927 as he was being called up to the Torah. As he was being called up to the Torah. He was in synagogue on the first day of, of Passover and he was called up to the Torah and died on the way. 
is what the story seems to be saying on the gravestone and we sort of sense that from um, ways in which my grandfather used to talk about his father but it was never clear that that was really the story and so there's something about that story that is a, a living story within my family's culture and when you look at the legacies of the people in the Torah and of course Jacob's the scene of Jacob's deathbed is his choice to bring all of his children and grandchildren around him and to give them blessings which don't really appear to be blessings in the way that we might think of blessings he, he they're more like prophecies about what what their lives are going to be based on who they they have been in the in the present or the past rather but that there's a sense of of legacy the sense of almost like ethical will you know the idea of an ethical will is like what are the what are the values what are the what are the inherent stories what are the things that are most precious to a particular person that we want to perpetuate after they've gone i remember when my when my father was on his when on his deathbed above above the his hospital bed was a a, a sign with sort of name of patient and nurse looking after him and so on and then it said underneath what's what what's most important to you and it was it was left blank and one day towards the end of his life i i asked him well, what is most important to you and without missing a beat he said having the family around me and as it happened when my father breathed his last breaths we we were his immediate family were all around him his sister his uh, devoted wife, my mother, me and my sister, we were, we were all there. Uh, we were all there um, holding him. And there's something very special about that and knowing that that was part of his legacy so that there's life that continues, life that continues after, after death. One of the things that really moved me when I was in Berlin was um, an exhibit or rather a memorial at the uh, Friedrichstrasse Bahnhof the uh, a, a station by Friedrichstrasse in Berlin there's a memorial to the to the Kindertransport the Kindertransport was a program where at the end of 1938 after Kristallnacht the British government opened up 10,000 visas for Jewish children from Germany and Austria to come to England and then there was a, a, a second one a, a kinder transport from uh, also from Prague and at these places where there are trains uh, stations I took a, a train from from Berlin to Prague and outside the Berlin Friedrichstrasse um, Bahnhof there's this memorial to the kinder transport and one of the missions of my journey to Berlin was to honor the memory of, of Doris Small, who was a Holocaust survivor, beloved member of, of our community here in Boulder. And she, as a young girl, was on the streets of Berlin during the, that terrible Kristallnacht in November 1938. And, and she eventually came on the Kindertransport. She was on one of those trains and brought to, brought to London. And in Berlin, I got to go to the the, the the apartment block where she was where she was 
born and raised and uh, I saw the school where, that she had attended as a child and the synagogue that her family had gone to. It was very moving to pay tribute to her. But I, f I found the, the sculpture, the memorial sculpture to the Kinder Transport very moving. And then ab above it, there's, this, there's these two big signs that say, Zuge uh, in des Leben. One says Zuge in, in das Leben, which is trains to life. And then uh, another one says Zuge in den Tod, trains to death. Trains to death. And, and the train, of course, is such a strong image of the Shoah, of the Holocaust. And there were these trains that literally saved the lives of thousands of, of children. But there were many more trains that really uh, signaled the death of so many so many others the trains that took people to the to the various uh, concentration camps and so there's something in that symbol of a train train of life and a train of death that just connects me to this this theme of life and death in Parshat Vayachi and he lived but he lived in his death and so I'm as this year of 2018 draws um, to a close soon and as the first book of the Torah once again in our cycle draws to a close I'm thinking about this intimate dance between between life and death and thinking that death is in some ways the the hardest experience for us to go through the loss that we face and of course when losses have been brutal and untimely and tragic they're, they're that much harder but loss is always is always hard and we we need to empower ourselves and and strengthen ourselves through the idea that that death also has life when things die there's also a, a rebirth something else is something else is born and there's some part of a person that never never actually dies at all when we end a book of Torah, as I've said before, we we chant those those words Chazak Chazak Chazak, which is sort of strong, strong, be strengthened. Something about that notion of of ending a book and beginning a new book that we need to somehow receive inner strength to go through that 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 cycle, you know. And so I I I feel like. Part of that strength is about looking for ways in which death can also be about life. And so, as I'm still reflecting, I, I mean, maybe I'll reflect for the rest of my life on these intense journeys I've had in, in Germany and, and Poland and, and the Czech Republic. There's, there's so much legacy. I'm reading a book right now called HHH, which is about the assassination of uh, Reinhold Heydrich, who was um, one, of the, one of the most brutal Nazis that there was. He was the, the, the Führer of that, the whole region of the Czech Republic. And in 1942, there were some very courageous Czech resistance fighters who basically assassinated him, and they are absolute national heroes in the Czech Republic. And I went to the the crypt of a church in Prague where they where they hid out after the assassination 
uh, until until someone betrayed them and they were found by the Nazis and killed. Some of them took their own lives. Some of them uh, were shot, and some of them drowned because the Nazis got the fire department to flood out the whole crypt where they were hiding. But there's something about these stories that in that you know in in within the the deaths of these of these martyrs and heroes there there is so much living legacy that continues to inspire us and continues to um, empower us to to live the best lives that we can you know when i'm officiating uh, at a at a funeral and we're really honoring the memory of the person i always say something to the effect of like the the most powerful way that we can ever honor any anyone's memory is is to continue to live out the values that they instilled in us i mean assuming that we are remembering someone who did instill values in us and sometimes that's not the case and and sometimes mourning is even more complicated when when people are are burying uh, parents who've been abusive or difficult or have not been healthy role models for people and we we know that that's sadly a, a big part of life too but in a, in a case where someone has and certainly the two the two holocaust survivors that we honored this year Irene Rosenshine who's who ex, who went through that awfulness of of being in Auschwitz and Doris Doris Small who was on the kinder transport and who was in Berlin I mean that the, the courageousness of the courage of of people like that and to to continue to honor their legacy and tell their story but but really any any time there is um there is a death we have the opportunity to to continue the life and the work and the legacy of the person who's died whether we are uh, descendants you know whether we are genealogical descendants or whether we are students or followers or just people who've been in friends you know people who've been inspired by someone's legacy and so i feel like this this amazing deathbed scene of jacob that we have that, that you know and then joseph later on there's something about the, the the opportunity the opportunity in in the final moments of someone's life to really embody the essence of who of who they are and who they were and who they're going to continue to be through us and so as 2018 comes to a close and as the book of Bereshit comes to a close and as my processing actually that's never going to come to a close but you know my reflections on the time in in Europe um, is is altering into into something else I, I, I'm trying to carry that that sense of the blessing that comes and the the blessing that comes from death and the life that comes after death not as I said after life but but there's just the idea the fact that we have two two of the of the portions in this in this amazing book of Genesis have the word life in them and they're both talking about death a grandmother and a grandson both framing life with death that Torah is really strongly inviting us to consider the the whole concept of legacy and memory in ways that honor honor the person who's dying but honoring them through continuing continuing in their work and continuing to hold on to those 
those those values. So, chazak chazak v'nit chazek, chazak chazak v'nit chazek. May we may we be strong, may we be strengthened, and may we receive the strength that we need to experience through the pain of loss the possibility of rebirth and renewal and life and legacy and memory that can inspire and leap us forward into positive new beginnings. Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush. We will see you next time.